0: welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Anthony Dispenza at Ronnie's in the Intercontinental on Collins Street. Ronnie's is a casual eatery all about the fun. Owner Matthew Butcher has worked alongside the likes of Gordon Ramsay and Shannon Bennett. Matthew grew up watching his dad Ronnie cook in the family takeaway shop and because of that experience he loves to bring people together over a good meal and a few beers. Apparently, Matthew also has a penchant for all things American and wants diners to come into Ronnie's and feel as though they're actually in the USA. I'd have to say, job well done. Enter through the Heritage facade and you're met with a very Hamptons meets New York decor. That may sound like a whimsical confluence, but you'll understand when you see it. Chances are you'll be greeted by venue manager Eddie Tameo, who's an absolute delight of a person and makes you feel welcome as soon as you walk in the door. Recent addition to the team is the very lovely Anthony Dispenza. He's fresh off the boat from the States and from working at high-profile restaurant Carbone. Anthony is already cooking up a storm and has created a menu influenced by his New York Italian roots. He certainly cooked up a storm for me. I had the loveliest time at Ronnie's, being treated like a queen in the private dining room, and having lovely chats to Anthony while he brought out dish after dish of deliciousness. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. There's general chat about the food, how Anthony became to be a chef, and his thoughts on why we must move forward past COVID lockdowns to reclaim our humanity. I can't tell you what a wonderful afternoon I spent at Ronnie's. Well, actually I can, it was a wonderful afternoon. If you're looking for an all-round hospo experience, from great service and ambiance to excellent wine and exceptional food, then Ronnie's definitely is it. How are you? Welcome to my show. Thank you. I'm Eddie. Nice to meet you, Eddie. <laughs>
1: Lovely to meet you too.
0: Good. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you. How's things? Yeah, good. I think yeah. she got so cold outside because it was so warm oh, before, yeah, and I just yeah. got chilled. So it was nice of started It was, nice it was it
1: here. Started to do a beautiful day this morning. All yeah. sunny. Everyone yeah, now yeah, just that's jogging right. with the coffee and all that. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we okay. didn't have that much people coming for lunch because at the Rialto normally. We depend on the corporates around here. Yeah. Of course. But the reality, they always give like two days away. Yeah. So Thursday, and Friday, they don't go to work. But the oh, busy. Yeah. so nowadays the trend is just to be busy pumping over here daytime and nighttime on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday.
0: I see, I see. So
1: yeah, I was expecting see, a lot of people because of this. Yeah. And there's like 50% occupancy of the hotel. I'll show you the hotel yeah. right here. So we are part of the Intercontinental Hotel Group. Yeah. yeah. We belong to the uh, same group, Okay. Same so we have here the access to the beautiful vintage hotel. Oh my
0: god, it's Melbourne. Is is I haven't Melbourne. even seen it, yeah, have it was I
1: not? That, that was the market lane. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it amazing. It's uh, looked after by the city council as well, because even though it's a private property, it's,
0: heritage. it's a heritage building. Yeah. Okay.
1: So if you're going to like, for example, this can't be paying until we get an approval.
0: Each oh. door,
1: each of these doors, is like $15,000 And you can not touch the windows, you can just it You had a call somewhere just to make it a Wow! Yeah, it's, it's something big You know, here we have Ronny's yes. So Ronnie's created... You know Matty Butcher, right? Yeah So Butcher, his idea was just to keep the idea of something simple, casual He loves USA, you know, that he loves like Hampton He loves New York He wanted to create something nice and very Hollywood style So he's dead Ronnie. yeah? He's baked like, recipes and everything. He wanted to recreate the same thing that he was doing in it shook. Yeah. Oh, he called it Ronnie's. And just to make it like really nice and American, because he loves movies, everyone who is hanging on the wall is called Ronnie.
0: Oh, oh wow. Okay. Can you tell?
1: And that is his dad.
0: Oh. So
1: you got Ronnie McLaren over there, the guy in the, uh, from the, the movie, the, yep. yeah. You got every single Ronnie here on, on earth just right there.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah, and people just love it sitting down That's again, so just talking about this, talking about
0: that. It does feel, it feels, it does feel. You gotta American see this it. place,
1: you gotta see this place in the night time. Ah, yeah. The vibe is amazing, everyone just enjoying pasta, drinks, apples, frites coming from the bar. Precious preso martinis, margaritas, limoncellos. So we just try to recreate what Matthew likes which is having fun. No fine dining, no fine style, it's just very nice and casual. And over here we have a beautiful open kitchen. Used to be the merchant in the past. Okay. So the merchant Italian place that stayed over here for probably five, six years. Yeah. And they were completely different uh, owners. So we boy, this is Prine. Prine is one of the uh, coming chefs. Yo, yo is part of the social media. She's a journalist. She's gonna be doing some work tonight with us. Mm. Just come this way. Have you met Anthony? No, Stansa I haven't. Share friends, you Please call me, Chef Anthony, please. And over here we have the second area. So over here we make the pasta. This is where Anthony does everything. And here is always on the pass in the front, yeah. just leading the line. Over there we have the grill area. In this area we have the cellar. In this cellar we have like. Wow. Out of hundred, out of hundred wines, we have seventy percent uh, Italian wines, yep. especially Tuscanyan, Sicilian, Chianti, etc. And then we support thirty percent of the Australian industry. A lot of wines from Barossa, a lot of wines from the Peninsula. P- pinot noir from here about. This is the PDR.
0: Wow. So the nice. PDR, is
1: the private dining room, people is exclusive use. We feed 20 people over here during Saturday, Friday, Saturdays especially. Mm. We do private events over here, Christmas party. It's gonna be a busy time ahead this yeah. summer. Even though with the circumstances and are not having the right stuff, we're just gonna do our best to provide people with this, with this experience.
0: And how long have you
1: been open? So, uh, it's 17 months now. Yeah. Oh. It was our birthday, our first, birth, uh, first oh, anniversary okay. in uh, April. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and the change I
0: guess is getting, so when did Anthony
1: come? Anthony moved back, yeah, three months ago. He came from uh, New York. He was working over there for, uh, what's it called? Carbons. Mm Carbons, yeah. The big one, the famous one. Yeah. And he also worked before. He's gonna tell you he's sorry. How are nice you? Nice. to meet Talking you? Hi. 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 Yeah. Yo, well, man, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. How are
2: you? I'm
0: good, thank you. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, we're
2: yeah. gonna put together some food for you so you can try.
0: Amazing. And um, and you've got some time to sit down as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah, the one. food and yeah, then, yeah.
2: We'll,
1: then we'll sit down. Thank you. I how's appreciate that. Marvelous. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I'll
1: bring the menu for you to have a look at it for the wine list as well. And would you like some still water or some sparkling? Our sparkling will be lovely, yeah. thank you. Are you happy oh, to see
0: down over here? <laughs> this feels very uh, flexible. This is for you. <laughs> this all is right. amazing. Thank you.
1: Already thing. Wow. Yeah, I told you he always is very generous. over will be here. Yeah. So I'm just gonna drop stuff and he's gonna he explain it to you.
2: Yeah, so we have a couple cool things. We have uh it's a fermented uh focaccia and we basically ferment the uh the potato and for the bread. Oh. and then we have a lovely moths that we kind of like warm so it's like pre-warmed that we put in a bath and then here's like a straccicelli cucumber salad that we put like aged balsamic uh olive oil and tons of herbs so it gets mint and, and fresh dill and then uh last is a one of my favorites it's the it's our beans which we basically we our own beans and then we slow cook it as well as we slow cook the octo And then we just finish it off with a little bit of uh, fresh dry oregano that we do in house, with olive oil and smoked pimenton, which is uh, pimenton is smoked paprika.
0: Amazing! I saw um, an Instagram photo of the octopus, and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. I'm pretty excited. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So you've been cooking for three weeks here, but you've been here three months in Melbourne. I've been here uh, four months
2: actually. Four months. Yeah. Yeah, four months.
0: And how did it come to pass? Because you were in this amazing restaurant in New York. so I come to Melbourne? So Matt Matt Butcher,
2: who I met in in Los Angeles uh, with Gordon Ramsay back in, I think it was like 2011 or something like that, Um, he and I worked together. We kind of actually were on the set with Gordon at the beginning because he was doing some TV shows that we were there before we were going to go into the restaurant. So he kind of just put us there. Which was cool because I saw Gordon Ramsey literally every day. So that was, that was fun to be able to work hands-on with Gordon daily. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think many people get that experience to be able to do hands-on with him, no. especially today. So yeah, to work with him for like, I don't know, we worked three months together yeah. every day together with him. Um, and then... I have lots of was,
0: questions about that, but keep
2: going. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he at that point... Um, then he kept doing his filming And then we opened up the fat um, The fat cow, Matthew and I And then that's where Matt and I, I uh, Basically Began our relationship really well And as As it went along you know, Matt went his way, I went my way But we've always stayed great friends And um, He followed me all the way He actually came to London to see me in London When I was at, the, at dinner by Heston So he was there and he's just been a very good friend and a, a good follower I guess and when just before COVID had hit he was asked me to come out and I was like I don't know man just because there was so much stuff going on and then I that then I actually I had been pre-hired at Carbones but COVID happened so they kind of got pushed back so I did some consulting in New Hampshire and then Carbone's opened up, so I went to Carbone's, and then when Matt found out it was at Carbone's, he's like, you've got to come here, so I, said, I don't know, Matt, and he kept begging and begging, and then finally he came to New York to, to sit down with me, and, and wow. that, was, that was it.
0: It's good to be so wanted.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Had you been to Melbourne before?
2: I've never been. you got to eat, though. Yeah, yeah, eat. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I
2: don't want all this food cold in here. I can to no, no. taste it. Uh, no, I'd never been to Melbourne, but I... Um, you know, I I, I, I gambled on uh, or I doubled down, as I call it, uh, because I trusted in Matt that this yeah. is the place to be, and and that's why I made my way out here.
0: I imagine though, you, I mean, as a chef coming to a city, a new city, I mean, it's I mean, we think we're pretty big in Melbourne, but it's it's not New York. So, do you have to um, change the way you do things to the audience, or or do well, that we have to change to you? <laughs> I think
2: the one thing that I was trying to do, and it's. I think it's going to be a slower process. It's just to teach people what New York is about, you yeah. know. And I think Melbourne should have that understanding or that that the fun part of it. Meaning, I want them to come in here and be able to experience as if they're in New York, yeah. rather than to be someone that's from Australia to come to an Australian restaurant. Yeah. I want them to get that experience that they're they're in New York rather than yeah. they're they're in an Italian restaurant that wants to be you know I don't want Mm. to be in New York we are a New York style restaurant and 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 I also want that same style of experience and there'll be things that we'll do as we grow and as we develop that will add more and more bits to it to be more involved with the customer but right now it's just get them the food get them experience and, and get them the understanding of where we're trying to go
0: yeah, and you've really changed the menu, so it's, it's quite a big change. Yeah, it's about ninety
2: ninety percent so. change right now. Yeah, there's yeah. still some stuff on here that's mats, um, but yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. So I wanted to say, like, how because to be working alongside Gordon Ramsay every day and working in all those Michelin star restaurants, you know, how did how did you get there? You know, what, how did
2: I get into those restaurants?
0: Well, how did you? What made you become a chef in the first place? Well, I think. That's an
2: easy one. I think at four years old, I was uh, I was on the on the ground in my grandmother and grandfather's house, and I was always fiddling with their pots and pans. So it was just inevitable that I was going to somehow be a chef. Um, not to mention my last name means dispensa means the specialty ingredients. So it was just bound that I was in, oh, yeah. in the food distant. business. And my family has always been a part of the the, the hospitality industry, like. Okay. Um, my dad's side of the family used to own the Balinese Room, which was a which was a casino in, 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 in Galveston, in Texas. And then I was always around food growing up as a child as well. Yeah. Two of my best my dad's best friends were both in big big restaurants, so I was always around that that family. And um, my first cookbook was from Tony Vallone and, and then when when I'm, we, we moved to Connecticut, I was in the area of where meaning Connecticut the east coast in, in America where a lot of the best culinary schools in the world were in the east coast in America so yeah. obviously I went to one of them Johnson & and, and it was just at that point I think I don't know that I ever knew that my destination would have, would have been where it is that I am today but I think if there's one thing God just puts you in a path of where you're supposed to go and hopefully you can follow along his path and and get to a point where you need to be, so... Yeah.
0: No, that's right. And and, and all the work you put in along the way and the, the connections you make, as you say, and the people you meet and the exchanges you have. It's, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, like, like I said, like, look at meeting Matt and where we're at today and... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then... So... But what, what is it about hospitality that, that keeps you there, I guess? I mean, you, you've worked in some amazing I, places. I, I think but that food changes, doesn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. it's, it's,
2: it's continually evolving. And um, when food evolves, there's challenges that go in. And, and I mean, if you look at food 15 years ago to where it is today, um, I mean, 15 years ago, I think, was around the time. Heston was getting his third mission star and he totally changed the game of food and London. Um, and I, I think between Marco Pierre, if you look at just London itself, it's like you have Marco Pierre White, who Gordon trained under, mm. and then Gordon opened up all of his great establishments, and he developed a lot of great chefs, and then at the same time you had This guy heston who no one really knew was doing the same thing and he evolved and now you look at the scene in london and, and the food is just so incredible um it's better than new york city yeah i mean the restaurants and that's the thing i think people understand is there's better food in london than there is in the united states by far because they're lucky enough to have the produce and the Quality of ingredients that you get throughout Europe that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. To be able to bring that into London is is, is, is mind-boggling. Like yeah. to be able to bring an pork from Spain into London is incredible. You know, and to be able to get the chickens that you can get from France and pigeons that you can get from France is really incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's kind of cool about being here is to see the culture that's going on here in Australia and what they do and how they do their own. Uh, they they do the same thing with their ingredients they're they're always evolving and, and 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 getting cool ingredients in and especially when you're surrounded around the ocean you can get great great produce and great fish and great i mean oh, new yeah. zealand new zealand has some of the best fish in the world yeah you know? that's you know america would love to have that style of fish but yeah you know and here i am in australia and it's 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 right in the backyard so oh absolutely cool.
0: and then all the da- there's often I mean, some some great dairy here as well gippsland is so rich with its produce and yeah and
2: you know. there's lots of italians here so yeah exactly so, right I mean, <laughs> a lot of italians here, so
0: yeah yeah which is cool that's yeah and you know, like, we hear things in some of those big restaurants, in the old-school restaurants in London, and, you know, Gordon Ramsay's name is probably synonymous with um, the shouty-chef kind of model, but things are changing these days, and are things changing, do you think, in London and New York as well, in terms of well-being in the kitchen? And um, Well, I think,
1: I
2: think you know, the one thing about Europe is it, it does stand by a model of, like, the brigade, it doesn't it? Yeah. So you're still working long hours, you're still working hard. Yeah. Um, is there yelling going on? That I don't know. <laughs> definitely, doesn't. It definitely wasn't going on at Hessen It wasn't that way. It was an incredibly Damn. professional kitchen. So, um, I mean, it, I think just to strive to to be your best is is a, in itself is 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 a challenge, and and keeping people up to you know par and standards is is its own challenge. But yeah, I mean, I think also I think COVID has played. A, draft, a drastic uh, measure in the, the culinary world around the world mm. you know because a lot of people have left the industry
0: Yes.
2: and especially here a lot of people left the country Yeah. so you've lost a lot of that hospitality which is sad yeah. hopefully um, they'll start to come back in That's
0: which right. would be really cool
2: well,
0: I was just speaking to a, um, a chef and, and the owner yesterday at Orko restaurant which is in um, in Fitzroy and they have um, a really um specific well being policy around um, you know forty five hours no one works more than forty five hours, they have two consecutive days off and they um, and the chef was saying she's been in the industry twenty seven years and she thinks that the Melbourne food like food hospitality was about to fold in on itself before COVID. It needed something to shake it up as well. Yeah. And I, I think it's given everyone Pause to reflect on, you know, what well, what does hospitality mean? Doesn't it mean caring and nurturing and all those things? It does
2: mean all those things. I think the one thing we just have to hope and pray is that everyone that's out there understands, because like, meaning, like, the one thing, when you go to a restaurant, I think <coughs> you go to a restaurant for what? An experience. Mm. So, you know, I hope that that's not lost. I hope that you can still come in because it's very hard to find those great hospitality people out there but they're definitely out there and I think that as time goes on that you know people will start to come into this country and we'll be able to get that the lovely hospitality because I think when you sit down and you have a great experience between the food and the front yeah and you come together as a one I think man that's there's nothing more great than having that experience yeah and that's the one thing I don't want that's the one thing as being an old school kind of person I don't want to see lost because I will, I think you know I think when you sit down in a restaurant, I think there's so many levels of things that play into someone's experience. It's it's the people that 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 are there to take the food order, the people to the music, to the food, to just the engagement with the customer. Because then you walk away, and you've obviously you've got the ambiance as well. So yeah. when you have all those lovely things put together, as a guest, you can walk away really, really enjoying it, and that that's. That's my main goal here, is to try getting people those, those experiences.
0: Yeah. And, and what about your experience in the kitchen? Is it, um, you, you know, like you're work, working with heat and sharp knives and, and, like, deadlines of getting things out and so on. Do you find that, is it stressful or is it, do you, is there, is it thrilling? Is it, what, what is it? I think it?
2: what's most important is, like, when, if you're putting out food that you really love and you're very passionate about, I find that that's the, the re- reward out of it, Yeah, and I think when you're able to do that, I think at the end of the day, that's you're happy about what you put on the plate, and it goes out, and that the customer's going to be able to get something that you put time in and, and, and really worked hard for, so I think that's that's my main goal out of everything.
0: Yeah, and um, so as head chef, there's a lot of responsibility, I guess, with teaching and, um, and, and nurturing a team, what 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 do you think your leadership is? I suppose most chefs are showing, aren't they, rather than telling. Is that what you do to get people to understand your vision and?
2: Well, I think yeah, you have to show them. Um, I think that's 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 imperative that you show them. And just guiding them mm. and just uh, showing them, you know, the ways that you've been taught and the ways that, you know, you know me me personally as a person that learns, I don't learn by just looking at something I need to be shown. Then if I'm shown, then I'm able to, to go. So I think if people can look at it from that perspective... Because I want to show people. Sometimes people take the engagement and they go ahead and do it, and it's like 90% of the time when you do that, you, you fail because you weren't shown the right way. But when you're shown, at least you've seen it. Because I'm a visual learner, so I think that if you're able to show the visuals, then people can learn from that. Yeah. And then continually just tell them until they get... The understanding of what you're trying Absolutely. to do yeah. overall
0: yeah and it's you know i guess it's interesting too it's nice to hear that you're a learner i think that would be important to keep considering new things and, and being are you still surprised by i mean i feel like you've worked in these top restaurants and you've done molecular and you've done classic cuisine and you've done italian and are, are you still able to be surprised by food am i surprised by food yeah can you be
2: um <laughs> of course i think that you know reading up on 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 brining beans was a pretty cool thing and, and then seeing about the ways of doing it and why you do it uh, and then actually just taking what you've read and then go and experiment on it yeah that, that's a reward in itself isn't it so I think that we can't we can't stop ourselves from learning by reading so no. we read and continually read and, and look up things that we can inspire ourselves through other chefs and through other people so I yeah. think that's what I live by
0: yeah and what would your advice be to young people who are considering becoming chefs?
2: I would say the best thing to do would be to read the book by Daniel Ballou that's called Letters to a Young Chef. Mm. It's a brilliant book. Um, I remember reading it a long time ago, and it's just really well... It's just a really good bio, and it just talks about Danielle Ballou's like, process of how he became a chef and understanding the senses and things like that, because... I think when you learn all those things, I think that's the steps of becoming a really good chef. A lot of people think they can come into a kitchen and boom, they're going to learn like that. It yeah. doesn't work that way. There's just so many things to learn. You got to go through mistakes. You got to fail in order to learn. Yeah. And if you can't fail, then you're never going to learn. So I guess it's sort of like how Denzel Washington said, fail big. Because if you can fail big, then you can learn. And I think that's probably the best way of looking at it.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great. This is delicious too. Thank you. So, where is this from? This cheese?
2: Uh, we get a. It's a company that that's, we outsource here. I forget the name of it, but it's uh, it's a local one, and <laughs> we just we just re warm it up so that it's warmed. So I don't know if it was warm when you ate yeah, it. It well, was. Yeah. Um. But I like. I wanted to make our own, but I can't find curd here, curd here, so
0: mm.
2: it was the best way of kind of playing with it I guess that's
0: a whole learning thing too isn't it discovering what we've got here and what yeah it's definitely (laughs) that's definitely a
2: challenge for sure
0: making new relationships with suppliers and so on (laughs) yeah
2: very hard very hard for sure learning different purveyors and and ingredients
0: and
2: yeah yeah I think that's the fun this is one of my favorites here oh
0: really
2: Yeah. yeah it's compressed cucumbers that we compress and uh
0: how do you
2: compress cucumber? you like? put them in a in a in the vac machine and we compress oh, yeah. it with uh we compress it with uh apple cider oh wow so it's gonna have like a little citrusy and then we make our own little vinegar that goes mm-hmm. on as well so there's like three vinegars in there
0: oh wow
2: so you get like three levels of vinegars in there i don't
1: know i didn't know that
0: cucumber could be so complex that's really amazing Delicious. Yeah, is, is and eat bit, the
2: eat the mint with it. It, yeah. it. a lot of people get intimidated by the big bits, but
0: yeah.
2: eating it together and, and the dill, it, you get the flavors all together. It's. Mm. I'm a real big fan of adding freshness back into things. Yeah, because then it pulls it pulls things together in the mouth.
0: Do you think about food twenty four seven?
2: I think about say say it again? Do you think about food 24/7? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I know when I'm sleeping, I'm definitely I'm still thinking about it. Mm. for Sure. Oh no.
0: Yeah. I love food, so. Well, oh, that that works that well. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of
2: this is kind of the food that's here. Is a lot mm-hmm. of food that's just kind of like stuff I grew up in as a kid, and kind of also things I've seen through my career, like octopus uh, going through Spain. Octopuses everywhere. Um, so, and olive oil and things, just things that I, all these ingredients that I experienced when I was in Europe. Yeah. Kind of brought me to come up with some of the things that we're doing here. Yeah.
0: Well, congratulations. <laughs> well,
2: thank you. I'm going to get some pastas for you now, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go. little classic gnocchi's olive bolo beautiful and then we have um, <laughs> an olive vodka so this what is we do with this, what we do with this is we do like we make our own fresh whipped frigotta, and we put that on just to kind of cool down so if it's a little too spicy
0: yeah. you can have it and then there's extra if you'd like God, thank so, you yeah. Ooh, amazing <laughs>
2: So, you don't have to eat everything. <laughs> I know that there's uh, a, I'm giving you a lot of food. So. You are. It's just so you can have a little taste. This is
0: good, this is, it's got that, um, a level of spiciness as yeah, well. Yeah, we
2: make our own fresh chili sauce in-house. Oh. So oh. we just take some chilies and we add it into the sauce.
0: Do you, do you make the of your own pasta as well?
2: Yeah, that's all house-made. Everything wow. you here is house-made. Wow, okay.
0: Yeah. Everything you have. Your, um, Bolognese, Do you let that. <laughs> you
2: let it simmer for a long time. Yeah, we, we, we make we make our own sausage that goes in it. Um, we make our own sausage. It's very similar to the way my grandma used to make it.
0: Mm. And is there still a Ronnie's lasagna or a... no?
2: There's not. There's actually a new one that's coming on the menu. It's going to okay. be veal. It's going to be veal lasagna. Okay. Wow. Which is uh, is a classic veal dish that's got. Uh, Rosciutto and sage and it gets like a buttery sagey sauce that goes on top. That's an actual classic dish. Yeah. So we're just gonna take mm-hmm. it and do like a white veal salt and boca lasagna. Then we're gonna do table side. Okay. Wow. For like two people. Yeah, yeah. So you buy it for two and then you do it for table side so mm-hmm. it makes a little bit more little involved with the customer and they have a fun Absolutely, thing.
0: it's well that's what you're talking about before it's the whole experience, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I really want to pull in. To, can't do m- too much straight away again. It goes back to what we were talking about before, just because there's not there's not a lot of people in this that we can get, you know, because so many people are gone yeah. from from the industry. So until we can get more people in, employed, and things like that, then we'll be able to do all those little bits. But the more customers we get in, the more opportunities we'll have in. And I think yep. having Eddie having having Eddie here is. He's he's great. You know, he's got yeah. the most fantastic personality, and he's great for the dining room, and uh, people love him. So
0: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. From the moment I walked in the door, I was a great. it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: he's really great.
0: Um, thank you. Don't don't make me hold you. Up no, I'm, I'm here for you. It's, oh, thank you. So <laughs> I, <put it> on. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How great. <laughs> and you? Um, so it's service tonight, Friday night. Is it going to be busy? It should be. It should be. Usually
2: yeah. Fridays and Saturdays were quite busy. Yeah. That's good.
0: Eddie was saying having to get used to um, like lunch times in the in the CBD because not all the workers are back and Friday Yeah, and that's the that sad thing anatomia. like,
2: again they're still doing that I think it's time for I, I pray that businesses will now say okay, come back to work you know, Yeah, because they're hurting other smaller businesses aren't they? So well, like that, yeah, I hope that they can see it? that okay, now it's it's time to get back into the community yeah. it's time to like to open up, open up and so that we can enjoy life and and people can be working with one another and and we can be back to being a full full community, I think. Because when you do that, man, life is great, isn't it? Yeah, well,
0: exactly right, I think so. But as you say, it's about community and that ripple effect of the other businesses.
2: And I think, think, yeah, the ripple effect of the other businesses and also, too, it's just like, nothing worse than losing that, that... I mean, I you know I'm an old school kind of guy, so I think that when you lose the ability to speak to people and talk to people, it hurts us as humans. You know, like we need we need interaction with one another, and I think when you lose that, it's it hurts. It hurts everyone. So yes. I think it's time for us to come back as a community and as as, a, as the world. We need to come back as the world and we need to be rejoined and, and, and rejuvenated. And, and believe in life and, 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 and be a part of, of the world. What was it like
0: in New York? Was it, is it's it very, very similar. I mean, yeah. it's,
2: you know, like people still very scared, people very, uh, about protection, protecting one another, which, of course, that's natural. But I think now, I think that, like I said, now we know that we can be rejoined. And I think that, yeah, sometimes you got to take the gloves off and, 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 let us be human so we can enjoy life, yes. you know, so I think, I hope that this will, you know, with the new food and new, the new things that we're doing here that we'll be able to like bring people together and, and, and make people feel like they're a, a, in a family and having a family experience. And that was the whole intention here is to have really good food, feel like you're at your, you know, your grandmother's table or something like that. And, and you're having a, a good time and having really good food.
0: This, I mean, for a private dining room, this feels quite, um, it feels quite homely as Very well. Very special, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm in, I am in a living room. Well, it helps to, have
2: the, helps to have the Chianti bottles too, right? Oh yeah,
0: that's yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Classic candle holders.
2: Yeah, no problem, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. We have one more dish for you, so
0: okay.
2: I'm going to go it for you. Thank you. All right, here's one of the wow. fun <coughs> dishes. So it's um uh, it's salmon a la, a la Modena. So, Modena is where all balsamic is made. Yeah. So, this is just to get a little fun taste of being in Modena.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So that's parsnip, is it? it, it parsnip. Uh,
2: it's parsnip dray with fresh parsnips. Oh
0: my god! It's so great! It's such an underrated vegetable. What's I've, your What's your what, if you weren't here and not on this menu, but um, what would you, what's your sort of go-to comfort food, I guess, or something that makes you feel happy?
2: Um, I'm a big ramen fan. I love oh. ramen. Yeah, yeah, I love ramen. Ramen's a good, good food for me. Yeah. Or a good hamburger. Okay. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, ham-
2: good hamburger or ramen. Those are my two faves. Yeah, this is delicious. Thank you. Yeah, pasta. Yeah, I love it. Parsnip is one of my favorites.
0: Mm. It's one of those things when we were kids that <clears throat> my mother just boiled everything, and so cauliflower and everything was just boiled and Brussels sprouts and everything. And nowadays, you know, Brussels sprouts are so delicious, and cauliflower Kava's
2: with my like favorites.
0: a puree with scallops is so delicious, and um so different from the cauliflower bed. That's funny
2: you said that. I used to have this this uh, cauliflower risotto with uh, with scallops and caviar and brown butter, sherry, fresh fresh cauliflower. Thought, as well. What are your thoughts on
0: um, on caviar bumps, this latest trend? I know,
2: I noticed that. <laughs> That's a thing over here I see. Well, especially in Sydney they're doing it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. What is that? <laughs> it's kind of funny. a bump. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, I love caviar, so I think I could just have a bump. Yeah. Alright, okay. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other uh, questions?
0: I think so. You've gone above and beyond my questions, which is great. I'll let you get back to the kitchen. Thank well, you so much.
2: Absolutely, it was a, it was a real pleasure. I'm glad that we got a chance to meet.
0: Oh, me too. And um and thank you so much for feeding me so beautifully. <laughs> oh
2: well no, it's, that's our job.
0: But also, I mean, you're a bit of a celebrity yourself, so thank you for your time. I'm definitely not a celebrity. I'm definitely (laughs) not a celebrity.
2: Thank you so much. All right, lovely to meet you. Pleasure. Have a
0: good service. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Anthony Despenser at Ronnie's. If you'd like to see all the goodness for yourself, which of course you do, check out Anthony's Instagram at ChefAnthonyDispenza. That's all one word. And also at Ronnie's Melbourne, also all one word. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at ConversationWithTheChef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.ConversationWithAChef.com. Now, I'd really like it if you told a friend about these chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day.